Hey there, my incredible tribe. As we draw the curtains on this season, it's not goodbye, just a pause until March 1st. But hold up, we've still got one more final riddle in our enchanting scavenger hunt. The first clue was exploring the core issues. The second was about transforming our emotions into something magical. Now for our final clue. Think of nature's healing essence, hidden in every leaf and petal. It's an ancient wisdom, deeply rooted in the natural world. This secret awaits in today's episode, and here's the twist. It could be anywhere, even in the announcements at the end. So listen to the entire episode to catch it. Tune in with all your senses, find this last gem, and let me know at amber at ambermccray.com. While we're gearing up for the next season, keep an eye out for little surprises to keep the connection strong. So until March 1st, stay curious and keep exploring. And I can't wait to reconnect for more heartfelt journeys and soulful discoveries. And hey, don't be a stranger. Come join our tribe over on TikTok and Discord for more connection, exclusive content, and a community that gets you. I've got some thrilling news to share about the Podcast Connection Network. We're expanding and it's all possible because of listeners like you who seek out authentic, meaningful conversations. Our network is a vibrant tapestry of voices, each with their own unique story. I'm excited to introduce the newest member of our podcast family, Richard Kraft. His podcast, The Men of the House, sheds light on the multifaceted experiences of men today, offering an insightful perspective into the challenges and triumphs they encounter. Don't forget about Heather Harrington and her podcast, Hot Mess Espresso, where she opens up a candid dialogue about life with BPD, and Hunter Allen with Everything is Connected, who takes us on a journey into emotional intelligence and self-love. And me, I'm still here with Connection Over Perfection, weaving together stories of holistic well-being for a life that is as mindful as it is heartfelt. Your next step? Head over to our page. Take a deep dive into each of these remarkable podcasts. Leave your thoughts, share your favorite moments, and please rate us. Your engagement is what fuels our growth and enables us to deliver the stellar content you deserve. Join us on this journey at the Podcast Connection Network, where every voice has a story and every story is waiting to be heard. The content provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The intention of the host and guests is to spread love and awareness. Always seek the advice of your physician or trusted healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard in this podcast. Okay, amazing souls, welcome back to Connection Over Perfection. It is a profound honor to introduce our guest today, Debbie Steele. She wears multiple hats, serving as a professor of Christian counseling at Gateway Seminary and as the director of the esteemed Master of Arts in Christian Counseling Program. She is also a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified emotionally focused couples therapist. But there's more to Debbie than just her impressive credentials. She has been my personal counselor for over eight years. In that time, she has been a guiding light, helping me navigate the intricate path of connection in my own life, especially with my daughter and my husband. Debbie possesses a remarkable gift, an intuitive ability to guide individuals towards creating a new emotional experience. She excels at honoring people where they are, peering into the unspoken, and uncovering the keys to deeper understanding. Her talent lies in navigating the sea of emotions to unveil the heart of any issue, transforming confusion, fear, and uncertainty into words that resonate with the soul and bring healing. Her capacity to facilitate emotional alchemy is nothing short of inspiring. My personal journey with Debbie has been transformative, and it's this profound impact that has driven me to follow in her footsteps. My mission on this earth is to help others learn how to better connect with themselves and those around them. Much like the invaluable guidance and support Debbie has provided to me. Without further ado, let's dive into a personal counseling session with Debbie Steele as she's in real time shows the transformative power of emotional connection and emotionally focused therapy. Debbie, welcome and thank you so much. 
Well, thank you so much. I don't think I've ever felt so honored in my life. <laughs> I love those introductions. And I, I love honoring the people that come on and you, I, wow, I'm emotional. Um, you have had such a huge impact on my personal life as a mom, as a wife, as just a human here on this earth. And so uh, thank you so much. And today we are going to give a real live session on what it's like to be in the presence of Debbie and what emotionally focused therapy is all about. So today we're going to dive in and um, just kind of go through a session, what it would look like in my personal life and in with most of her clients. So today, Debbie, I think that I want to talk about... Um, my relationship with my mom. I'm in this healing journey. She has done so much work and her and I have started this um, TikTok session on Thursday nights where we, we ask, mm. uh, she'll ask me questions like uh, childhood wound questions mm -hmm. and things like wow. that. And, and so I just want to kind of dive in a little bit more on that as I've noticed that because I have been a safe place for her. It's really blocked me from really feeling those things and getting a little bit deeper, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I want to go back just a little bit, just to talk about the emotions that you're having right now, as you're talking to me and just feeling this emotion that's coming up in you. And I wonder if we can just get in touch with that right now first and then how it relates to me and how it relates to your mom. Mm. Uh, wow, that's huge. You always make me cry. <laughs> I'm always prepared and then I'm like, damn it, Debbie, you made me cry again. Um, extremely emotional. I'm feeling like just an overwhelming sense of gratitude and safety and just thankfulness. Like even just talking about it, I want to cry. Right. Right. And, and of course you're on kind of a stage right now. And so your body's <laughs> yeah. fighting itself going, you can't yeah. just boohoo right now because <laughs> You know, you have to be able to talk, but there's a part of right. you that just wants to be so vulnerable right now. Yeah, because I don't think that, I don't think that there's any words that I could express um, what you've done for my life and what you've done for me, you know, and thinking really about my relationship with my daughter and just how we started that journey. Um, there's nothing I could say that it would ever make you understand how much you've helped me. Right. No, I, I totally get that. And it, it's, it's almost <laughs> tears of, it's tears of joy and relief. Mm. And like, yes. what would have happened if our paths hadn't crossed? It could have yeah. been an outcome that where there was so much like sorrow or, you know, destruction, right? And, and so that relief that it's where it is today and that she's okay and that you too are okay and you too are connected and you guys know how to fight for that connection and that security. Yeah, exactly. And you talking about that, it just, it brings me back to, you know, when I was looking for a counselor and what her and I were going through and just the fights and the immense disconnect and just feeling very hopeless and like I was never going to be able to reach her, that, uh, that despair is just coupled with the joy of where we are now. And even though when we do disconnect, I know that we can reconnect mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. That's huge. 
Right. Right. You know how to repair with her. You know that you and her both are going to seek to repair and reconnect. And that's, you're just so thankful for that. Right? It's not this illusion of, oh, maybe we'll get there, but we actually know how to get there. And so that's what I'm hearing that you're seeking with your mom. I, I don't want it to be an illusion of how we're going to get there, that you guys both know how to repair and reconnect. And so you're in that process with her like you were with Katie years ago, right? So I think with with my mom, it's a bit different because I feel like I have to be more vulnerable about my emotions and my my fears than I did with my daughter, if that makes sense. And because I have really tried to be that safe place for her, mm -hmm. I've had to put mm -hmm. those emotions and those feelings kind of on the back burner mm -hmm. um, so that I could build that bridge to her so that she could experience, I could really give her that emotional mm -hmm. experience and, and show her what it feels like to to be vulnerable and be emotionally connected and have somebody feel safe mm -hmm. because we didn't know what safe connections meant before. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you would have felt them from time to time, but the, the kind of the big idea around emotionally focused therapy is that in this cycle of we're okay, now we're not okay, and then we're kind of okay, is the idea that there is a way to repair and get back to the safety, mm. right? It's not just something that somehow happens, but that when two people understand the process and are you know, telling each other, hey, this is what I want in our relationship, then that's where the safety and security comes from is I know that we're going to be okay. And so what I'm hearing you say is that you didn't have that in your relationship with your mom. Yeah. You know, you, you loved her. She was a, an unbelievable mom, but this one thing kind of eluded you. How do I help her to learn what I've learned so that I can experience it as her child, but that she gets to experience something brand new. But most importantly, that you guys get to experience it together. And you knew the power of it because of what you and your daughter had experienced. And you wanted that same, you know, it's really a sacred space. Um, it's mm -hmm. a sacred process that you and your mo mom held together, right? And so yeah. you started off saying, I'll, I'll, I'll let you experience it because I've learned it and I will give you this thing that we all need, which, are, which is the sense of your emotions matter, which makes you matter. You know, your pain matters and you can depend on me to be able to recognize when you're in pain and that I'm going to care for it. I'm going to comfort it. I'm not going to allow you to be alone in that pain, which you've been alone in all your life. Because of your great love for your mother, it, it, it would be normal to want to just desire her to have that experience in her life and I'm sure that you knew that she had never had that experience right so a sense of hey people we can all have this <laughs> yes exactly exactly but it's not that easy it's very difficult. Right. In theory, it's easy, mm -hmm. but to feel it, it's hard. It's hard to feel all the feels. Mm -hmm. And 
to not run back to coping mechanisms or protecting yourself Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. all of these things. So while, while it's simple in theory, it's, it's tough to, to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's extremely difficult to do and to go through. And I just keep getting this. It's, it's so difficult to feel. And I think that in this society, we've really tried to turn off anything that doesn't feel good or happy or joyful. Right. We're kind of enculturated in that way. Mm -hmm. And so this is really creating a new culture. And I, I feel like, you know, we do create our cultures in our families and, you know, you're, you're having experienced it with Katie or Mm -hmm. having experienced it with your daughter and knowing how hard it was for you and, but seeing your mom in the process, right? Seeing her participating, that must be so huge for you. Must give you so much hope for the future. Yeah, it does. And I, even when you're saying that, it's interesting. I feel this, this sense of, okay, don't get too emotional. Like, don't feel too much. It's mm-hmm. so weird. I'm really excited and I'm really proud of her because she's doing so much work. Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. so much work. Mm-hmm. And, but there's this still this small block that says, don't be too emotional about it. And I don't know if that stems from just the work that we're doing because of when I was a child, Mm -hmm. you know, you just don't feel, you don't feel, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's very weird. Or that, um, that because she's my mom and she has been, you know, one of the safest people in my life that to feel any, I don't know, to feel anything other than gratitude because we're also programmed to do that. This like cultural where, you know, don't blame your parents for anything that you've gone through, but also honoring that duality of that. Yes, I know that they, that she did the best that she could, but also the duality that it still sucked (laughs) at times for me. Exactly, exactly. So let's go back. You said that you and her are kind of doing this Instagram where you're going back and forth. How is that going for you? Really good, actually. I will say there was a pivotal moment. We started and we were asking each other like childhood shadow questions Mm -hmm. per se. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, how did this trigger you when you were Mm -hmm. a kid? So we would ask each other and she would talk about her childhood and Mm -hmm. I would talk about mine. Mm -hmm. And then the week before last, she switched it and she started asking mm. me questions from mm. her. Mm. I cried a totally different dynamic right. because it made it very personal. And she was like, this is about you, Amber. This wow. is about me being your mom. This isn't about wow. my childhood right now. And I was like, just bawling. Right. It was like right. the, the first, first time that, um, that that had a huge impact. So that definitely shifted. Well, that, and that's the shift that you've been waiting for is, is mom, does my pain matter? Mm -hmm. Is what I went through as a child. Do you understand what that was like for me? You know, and her doing it on her own is huge because you've been waiting for that. Can you hold mom, my pain? It's such a new experience for you. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, and you just like the dam broke 
and all of that that you've been holding inside all your life, you could release a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. But it was at the same time scary. What if I do too much? What if I cry too much? Mm. What if I'm too much for my mom? And she stops. And she can't do it anymore. I overwhelm her system. How's that hit you? Um, so yeah, that struck a chord. Definitely. Um, as you were saying that, I felt the emotions start to well up and tears start to form. And that fear of, I am, my emotions are going to be too much. It's going to be too much for her. The fear that it's going to be too much and then she just withdraws. Like, oh, I can't do this. It's too much. Right. It's too painful for me. Right. Because that's been the pattern of kind of your mom's way of being in the world and kind of trying to figure out how to be with you was, oh, she's too much. She's very emotional. I'll just give her space. And that felt like for you, like she was going away. Mm -hmm. And then you were going to have to be alone in your pain. Yeah. And, I and that's something that you experienced over and over again as a child and as an adult. And I think as you were talking, I really felt too like maybe not that my emotions were too much, but that she was having too many emotions. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was triggering too much right. in her, if that makes sense. Oh, that's good. Right. That I really feel to right. my core. And then when she gets overwhelmed emotionally, she has to go away. Yes. Yeah. So then you back going backwards, I have to be careful. I can't have too many emotions. Exactly. Because I can't be okay with her going away. Again, not even aware of your own emotions that you were having to sit with all by yourself once she went away. Because what you noticed was, oh, she's overwhelmed emotionally. And now she has to go away. But you weren't really aware of what the, was happening to you. Yeah. What that meant for you. Where that left you. Mm-hmm. How's that feel right now? I never thought about that. <laughs> to be completely mm -hmm. honest, mm -hmm. I never thought about... It was always about my mom's emotions. I never mm -hmm. sat in or thought about mine. You know, especially was when I was a kid. Now that I've started doing this work more so. But thinking about mm -hmm. back on my childhood... Mm -hmm. I never, I don't think I really recall thinking about my emotions. Right, right. And so when she's saying, hey, I'm curious about your experience, right? You're going like you've never been curious in the past. <laughs> I'm going to have to kind of fill this thing out. Yeah. To see how we're going to do this. It's brand new. Yeah. But your body knows how to feel now. And your body knows how to be vulnerable now. And so you let your body do what it knows how to do. But your body also remembers this is something that mom doesn't really know how to do well. I have to be careful because my body remembers if I over, if my emotions overwhelm her emotions, her body's going to tell her she's got to go away. Mm. And you're navigating the two for the first time. Yeah, definitely. And I will say that she's done an amazing job and she's on her own journey and she has her own counselor doing emotionally focused therapy, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we would I, we wouldn't be here doing this as a mm -hmm. you know her mm -hmm. and I 
um, if not. Mm-hmm. But she's done such a great job at really slowing down and mm-hmm. recognizing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when she's making it about her emotions versus mine or somebody mm-hmm. else's, you know? So she's really, really mm-hmm. trying to be aware of my emotions and not, not making it about her emotions. Yeah. Right. And even as you said that, what came up for you emotionally that she's trying not to make it about her emotions? Um, both it's that duality of that excitement, but also that holding my breath. Mm, If that makes sense, like that it could shift at any moment. Like maybe, maybe she'll stop, you know? Right. Right. So you have to be so careful. Still have to be so careful. Even though I don't think logically that I do, because I think that she has enough to where even if we get disconnected, Mm-hmm. that we can come back and begin to repair. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that block that I was talking about is still this fear that that perhaps doesn't need to be there anymore and how mm-hmm. I kind of move mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, right now you guys are just embarking on, you know, okay, as a child, you know, what was it like for you? And she's, you know, on her own initiative, kind of getting that, you know, that's an important piece of you guys' relationship. So she's getting that that's that's an important piece of you guys' relationship. And already you are kind of in this place of, but what about what happens to me in, you know, now time? What about what happens to me in present process? We're so far from that. Like she wouldn't know to say, what's it like for you when I asked you what you felt as a child? Right? Yeah, and I think she did begin to do that. Like she's starting to. And I think now that you say that, even that might be a little scary for me. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. that. That maybe it's scary that she is getting it that she is going to be able to be there, that she is asking the questions that would shift the dynamic. And that would mean that I no longer need to hold this, this armor on. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That I just felt that. And, and maybe that Mm. is a form of protection against Mm. that vulnerability. What did you just feel? You said, I just felt that. Um, scared. I'm not really sure why, other than letting that protection go. Okay, so let's go back to the scared. Where did you feel the scare in your body? In my heart, right? In my chest. Like, it kind of took my breath away a little bit. Right. Right when I said that, I think, too, because there's so much going on in my life, Mm-hmm. And I feel so vulnerable everywhere mm-hmm. that it feels like taking that protection away too and exposing mm-hmm. that vulnerability mm-hmm. makes me feel very weak and extremely exposed. Right. 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 I'm trying to imagine what that means in your relationship with your mom, that fear Almost like, Mom, I want to let you in to everything that's happening to me, but I don't know if I can. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what that, again, what that block is. And maybe I have a question, something I just thought about, (laughs) is that do you feel like there always has to be this profound healing, like this aha moment where there's some healing? Because I feel like 
there's this anticipation or expectation that there has to be this huge breakdown before we heal and move forward. And I think that I don't feel that. Like I, I, there, I know that there's things to work through and to experience, but I don't feel like this huge thing that is like, oh, if we talk about this, then we're going to be fine or that oh. there's going to bring some big healing. Well, you did break down. Like when she shifted yeah. and you were like, whoa, this is new. This has been something I didn't expect to happen today. You did, you did feel like, you know, like all these big emotions. That was kind of a new experience for you with your mom to kind of let down or, or to receive really receive this gift from her. Like, Hey, you know, what did you feel? What were you experiencing? So I'm not, you said not receive. Sure exactly. Yeah. Receive. That yeah. hit really hard. And I think yeah. that that's what I've been missing is I right. always feel like I'm the one giving. Right. And I have to just receive and exactly. stop trying to do something and just sit and receive it. Right. Yeah. And that makes so much sense, Amber, because you have been on this journey pretty much by yourself for all those years. You have not been on the receiving end, and you need to be on the receiving end. We all do. Yep, that hit. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, just going back to what you said in terms of does this have to happen? Does this have to happen? I don't think there's anything that I'm looking for that has to happen other than whether these new experiences happen, that it is just a very natural, organic feeling that, oh, this is right. This is what I long for. This is what I need. And when I get that, I just feel more safe and secure in my relationship and in the world. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for that permission because, and I say permission because I, I think because I hadn't thought of it that way in that I guess I had, maybe I had the expectation that, you know, there had to be this profound shift. This had to be this really emotional thing or this breakdown or this big event that causes a shift. But when you said it just feels right and organic and it just feels safe, it's like these small movements Mm. versus this Mm. huge healing Mm. act, if that makes sense. So I think Mm. I had in my mind that we had to do like this big thing, but I think you're right. It's just these little Mm -hmm. teeny movements that are drawing us closer, that feel right, that feel comfortable. And so I think, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have a conversation with her too, because I think maybe both of us, and I'm not sure I'll have to check in with her but both of us are like expecting this this big healing event, this big healing thing versus just these little moments that mm-hmm. feel yeah. right. Right. That's good um, to be aware of that and to recognize that if you're kind of anticipating that, then she's probably kind of anticipating that because, you know, she's the one that's taught you how to be in the world. Right. And so you are such a product of your mom. And so that would make sense if she thought it that you, I mean, if you thought it that she probably is thinking the same thing. And I love what you said about just having a conversation with people, with your mom about things. And that's really the, what we're trying to get to is that we can talk about anything. And if the emotions start rising up, we can even share our emotions. Like one of the things that I've started to do with pretty much everybody 
But even in my classroom, I'll say, I just got triggered. Because I'm noticing in my body something just happened and I want to take a moment and kind of seek out and search out what just happened for me. And in many ways, I think that um, that again is another skill that needs to be learned. Hmm. And to do it on, you know, like now time with other people of, hey, something just happened to me and I can notice it. And then I can evaluate. Is it, what does it mean? What do I need to do? You know? And so even as we, you know, are talking with our family members, when you're talking to your mom and you get triggered, you can go, whoa, something just happened. I just got triggered. But it's not the end of the conversation. Yeah, that's it's another huge. part of the conversation, right? Where in the past, if you got triggered, she got triggered, and she would go away. And I love what you said about sharing what's happening to us in the moment. And right. again, I think that you do such a beautiful job at being that example and and showing the world, mm-hmm. like doing it, being it so many people are so disconnected from themselves that they they mm-hmm. don't even know mm-hmm. what's happening to them. And so that's so huge of, you know, I think that's one of the first steps of really mm-hmm. reconnecting with ourselves and connecting with others is mm-hmm. knowing something is even happening to us. I remember when we first started, that's how you started me out. You're like, just recognize that something is happening for you and then recognize mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. happening like to your physical mm-hmm. body. Are your hands sweaty? Is your heart racing? Mm-hmm. We, we don't take time to even recognize that. We ignore that and mm-hmm. bypass it and, and try to mm-hmm. turn it all off mm-hmm. and make it go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the majority of people do that because they don't have anybody in their family who's teaching them there's another way. Right, or anyone in their life that is yeah. teaching them another way. And you can't do what you don't know, right? And so that's one of the things I love about EFT is it's so affirming. It's so much about just letting people know that they're okay with where they're at because they couldn't be any other place. But that doesn't mean they have to stay where they're at. And so emotionally focused therapy gives a roadmap of movement into vulnerability that then leads to safety and security in relationships. And that's why people come to counseling is because they don't feel safe in their relationships. They don't feel safe inside themselves because they don't feel safe in their relationships. That's so huge. So I always look at it from a relational perspective. I never look at somebody having pathology. I look at what happened to you, where you feel these big emotions, you feel this sadness, you feel flooded, you feel this anxiety. And it happened in relationship, and it'll be healed in relationship. And that's what you're doing with your mom. You're going, Mom, you are my person that has been my rock, my protector, my everything. But I need you for something else. I need you to be a part of my healing. And what a gift that she is saying, I'm here to be a part of your healing like you did for your daughter. I'm going to be a part of your healing. And of course, you have your husband who can do that with you as well. Right. And so, you know, we don't want to have only one person in our life (laughs) is providing us with that experience. We want 
all our family members. Yes, yes it is. Providing each other with that experience. <laughs> I know that's what you want. Yeah, definitely. That's your mission. That's my mission. <laughs> so that fear you were talking about makes sense because, Mom, I need you to be a yes. part of my healing experience. What are you feeling right now? Um, gratitude that that she is Mm -hmm. and I think that I've waited a really long time to get to where we are Mm -hmm. and so just this sense of peace where I don't how do I want to say I can just be and it can just flow now Mm -hmm. and I don't have to Mm -hmm. there doesn't have to be this big thing Mm-hmm. We can just move through this new, new connection, this new way of communicating and being there for one another that doesn't feel forced, that is mm-hmm. not going to always be easy. I know that, but it doesn't feel so big, if that makes sense. After our yeah. conversation, it just feels more flowing. Right, because this has been so big for you for so many years because you were the only one doing it, okay? Yeah. And just one more thing to maybe think about (laughs) is you've set it up for it to happen the way it's happening right now. But you want it to be beyond those, you know, Instagram encounters. Mm. You want it to be outside of that. You want to be standing in the kitchen and she says, oh, I thought about something and I wanted to check in with you, what that was like for you. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, and I think that she is really working on that. But yeah, I feel that I, I think that that wanting more, that wanting more, like it's there and you get a little Mm -hmm. taste of it and you're like, okay, I want more of that. But you're like, okay, not too fast. So it kind of circles back to what we were talking about before. Yes. Yes. That is such a natural part of a pursuer's like dilemma. (laughs) Give it to me. I want Come it here now. if I just. Yes. Yeah. What do I need um, to do but... to get it? Right. But slowing down the process is so big because you want this back and forth. Like, mom, what's that like for you to ask me about my pain? You know, it. it we want it to go. We don't want it to just go one way. Right. Right. Now, with a parent and a child, I'm like, sorry, it's only going to go one way. Right. You're the parent. But when we talk, start talking about adult relationships, definitely we want that back and forth. And so you have been trying to be there for your mom emotionally. And so she has been embracing it and she's been going for it herself. And so now she's feeling safe enough to say, tell me about your pain. And you don't want to overwhelm her. You don't want her to go get flooded and then she has to go away. But also the the tempo is important that it's slow because you also need to make room, not, oh, she's going to get flooded, but for her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's big. And and so it's it's not you pushing everything. It's this back and forth. Right? Yeah. Where both people are equally participating. It's like when you're in a boat and and two people are in there, but you're the only one rowing. Now they're Mm -hmm. rowing and you have this like extra Mm -hmm. time or you don't have to row so hard. You're like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with this. How do I feel about this? 
All right. But they're doing this and they're doing this. They're, they're kind of all over the place. And you're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get in sync. Let's mm. do this in sync. Right. And so you have to slow down. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's huge. You said the slow down. And I think for me, that's something I always need to remember because I am such a go-getter. I'm such a pursuer that maybe that's what my body is telling me. It's not a block. It's saying, hey, yeah, slow right. down. Yeah. It's safe to slow down. Mm. Right. That's huge. They're in the boat. Right. They're in the boat. They want to participate. Right. So just getting in that moment with them is so big and important. What I'm hearing you say is I don't have to work so hard. They have a paddle. They're in the boat. I can slow down. I'm going to have to be patient and know that they don't know how to row like I know how to row. Right? But I'm not in this boat by myself anymore. I'm not alone anymore. And they don't yeah. have to know how to do it as well as I do it. That's big. But maybe we can splash each other and have some fun now. When you said have some fun, that made me a little excited. Which is a different experience than it feeling like. Mm -hmm. Right. Like dragging somebody through the mud. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's yes. kind of been like you've been in the <laughs> canoe with, a, with, a, with an oar and they're behind the boat basically yeah on a rope <laughs> you're trying to move the boat <laughs> and now they are in the boat right and they have an oar but they still don't have the expertise that you have but they have an oar so part of slowing down is Let's enjoy the ride. The ride doesn't have to be work. The ride doesn't have to be work. That's foreign. That's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's it right there. The ride doesn't have mm -hmm. to be work. Yeah. And they're going to need a lot of, you know, positive feedback from you. Mm. Like I said, you like when you're feeling triggered or you're feeling grateful or you're feeling like, wow, this is really helpful for me. All those types of things are going to need that feedback from you. That's a really good reminder. Thank you. You know, that they're getting it right. Right. That they're getting it right. Cause mm -hmm. that's huge. Especially like for my husband, I mm -hmm. know that for him getting it wrong has been his whole life. So yeah. Right. Really, that encouragement of getting it right. Right. That's huge. Right. This this helps me. I appreciate this. I need this. That's good focus. I can do that. I love that you give me tasks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes, you know, we'll focus so much on what they're not doing right because our system's overwhelmed emotionally that when the safety does start coming on board, then we have to slow it down to say, yes, you're getting that right. That helps me. That works. Yeah. That calms my system. Right. Which is so important because if not, for one, they're not going to know. And two, if they only get that negative feedback, why, why keep going? Right. <laughs> Why keep doing all that work? Exactly. Right. And that's how they're yeah. going to feel. So that's huge. <laughs> they're going to want to go, this, this is not working for me. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Which then puts you into a more of a panic. Right. Right. Debbie, thank you so much. This was all so huge. Um, again, 
I think I've been seeing you for over eight years. There's never been a session where I've left and I'm like, oh, I didn't really get anything out of that session. I have always left feeling like, okay, I have a different perspective. I have a new emotional experience or I have something that I can focus on or shift or do. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. I am just so grateful and blessed to have you in my life and have you on this journey because I literally don't know where I would be without you and your guidance. Well, you're so welcome. I'm glad that you are not only help people in your family to get this, but you are trying to help people in the world get this because it is so important and impactful and it works. And, you know, this is your gift to other people. And that's what we have to do. We get it and then we give it away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And thank you so much for being willing to do a session. Actually, it was your idea. So thank you for that idea. <laughs> for doing a live session. Right. Um, you know, I think it was a great idea instead of just these questions and answers as, as again, right. letting people experience what it's like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that's how change happens. We have to experience something new. We can't just learn something new. We have to experience it. And so that's helpful that you experience something new during this session, but for your listeners, they need to recognize they need to experience something different if they want change to happen and if they want to feel more safe and secure in their most important relationships. Mm, that's huge. And I would say that even they can start with, you know, what things came up for you listening this episode, you know, did mm -hmm. you get triggered? Did mm -hmm. you feel things? Where did you feel them? Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning really mm -hmm. of that journey. And then, you know, reaching out and asking for more guidance and how to further that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Anytime. Get ready for season two of Connection Over Perfection, where my amazing friend Jessica Harvey will join us to dive into the world of herbalism. We'll explore the wonders of herbs and their profound healing powers. Don't miss this enlightening journey into nature's pharmacy with Jessica. Jessica.